Us remote working entrepreneur types like to quote well-known proponents because they bring legitimacy to our chosen path and they ease the concerns of those who are late to the party. G'day, it's Peter and welcome to Office Anywhere, a simple little podcast about working and living on your terms, whether that's cutting code on the deck of a Balinese villa, crafting ad copy from a cafe in Portland, Oregon, or building websites from a home office in Melbourne, Australia. If you've had enough of the daily commute and the limitations that working in an office imposes, or you're already working remotely but you want to explore some of the doors that it opens for you, then this is the podcast for you. To learn more about Office Anywhere, just go to officeanywhere.co. I thought I'd record this week's episode in my office, even though the acoustics are crap, um, there's glass all around, the ceiling's high, um, so there's probably going to be a bunch of echo, <clears throat> and I'm not enough of an audio expert to fix that um, in GarageBand. Normally I'd record these in our little home cinema, which um, sounds exotic, but uh, we were lucky that when we bought this house it already had a cinema set up with all the chairs and lots of thick carpet and thick curtains and stuff, so it's brilliant for recording podcasts, but it's also very dark. And I thought, well, you know, maybe I should just record episodes in my office from time to time because it's nice and light and airy in here. Um, If you can hear birds and crickets in the background, I apologise. Well, actually, I don't apologise because that will just add to the atmosphere, won't it? But anyway, um, getting back to our topic, thankfully, there's never a a shortage of thought-provoking opinions from the likes of people like, say, Sir Richard Branson or Seth Godin, Chris Gillibo or Steve Jobs. These are some of my favourite trailblazers. And as such, I'm prone to quoting them fairly often. Today, it's the bearded Brit's turn. Branson says, to successfully work with each other, we have to trust each other. A big part of this is trusting people to get their work done wherever they are without supervision. That's all well and good, you say. Uh, I'm a big fan of um, of this mindset. But the question is, how do you build and maintain trust when you're setting out on a remote work arrangement with your boss, with your employer? Now, in the past, the only way to do that was through regular meetings and tedious reports like TPS reports. I don't know if you've seen the movie Office Anywhere. Uh, not Office Anywhere, that's me. Uh, Office Space. I love that movie. Um, actually, if you go to the blog post that goes along with this podcast episode, um, just go to officeanywhere.co slash 67, I think. Yeah, 67. Uh, <laughs> I put a picture of um, Bill Lumberg in there. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, the thing is, we don't have to do that anymore. Um, there are apps for that. There are lots of apps, actually. Um, your boss's fears stem really from habits and traditions that are difficult for them to let go of. They enjoy surveying their territory and the worker bees that it houses. They tend to equate rows of furrowed brows behind glowing screens with productivity and forward progress. They want to stroll over your desk whenever they have a question, you know, Bill Lumberg style, and ask how that report's coming along. The trouble is... None of those activities has anything to do with getting work done. They epitomise a wasteful and hopelessly inefficient structure that, in many industries, no longer services. They create the illusion of work while simultaneously preventing the very work that must be done. Still, we can argue the point as much as we like. The bottom line is your boss will suspect you're a Netflix addict with a fridge full of Tim Tams and a load of washing that needs folding. Unless you can prove that you're actually working, she's going to assume otherwise, or worse, that you're moonlighting for the competition. So how do you address it? How do you enjoy the freedoms that remote work offers without showing your boss every three hours that you're actually at your computer making stuff happen? Well, you do it by being reachable, accountable and exceptional with your work. So let's go through those. I reckon nothing strikes fear and doubt into a boss like you being unreachable, especially if they've just let you off the leash and allowed you to start working remotely. 
One thing I've always prided myself on is being available at any time of the day or night. Now, in the past, that's been a bit of a mistake. I've had a couple of clients that were absolute pricks, and one in particular... I remember he chastised me severely because I didn't respond to his email at three o'clock in the morning. Um, But, you know, I soon got rid of him. I fired that client. And then he went on to be subject of a class action and he lost all of his millions. So that was very satisfying. (laughs) Um, But these days, I only check my email three times a day. But almost every email worth responding to receives one the same day. I respond as quickly as I possibly can. That's usually the same day, if not within 24 hours. Now, I don't use email on my phone, and I don't have any alerts on my computer or my phone except for SMS, but everyone that I serve knows they can always reach me. So that's another thing is I don't have any pop-ups on my computer screen uh, telling me that there is new email. In fact, I have set my email so it doesn't check automatically. It only checks when I tell it to. And like I said, I only check my email three times a day. Um, Now, sometimes I head into the mountains or a nearby lake to work, especially when a project tests my creative capacity. I find that I can flush out dozens of ideas while I drive, which I record on my phone's voice memo app, and then assemble those ideas into something useful at my destination. If I'm out of phone range for a while, I'll stop as soon as I have a signal again and I'll either check emails, if it's one of my three scheduled times, or I'll respond to messages or missed calls on my phone. When a face-to-face is needed, well, there are plenty of alternatives to meeting in a room somewhere. There are things like GoToMeeting, Skype, Zoom, WebEx, and, and plenty more. But the bottom line is, always be reachable. Now, of course, if boundaries are crossed and you find that your boss is hassling you at 10 o'clock at night, then of course you need to stick your hand up and say something about it. But um, far better to be more than less accessible. The second thing is uh, to be accountable. And this is really, I guess, the the focal point of this particular um, episode and this blog post this week. Track your projects. Nowadays, there are dozens of tools to help you track and manage and collaborate on projects. I've tried lots of them, but sometimes I find the simplest things tend to work the best. Now, each year, I manage between two and four conventions for my employer who sponsors and exhibits at these conventions, plus they send a team of people to uh, to engage and to learn at these events. Now, these can be complex affairs, and often there are more than 100 individual tasks that must go off without a hitch, and I've had a couple of foibles over the years. There was one instance where, for some reason, something that had to get shipped there just got missed and it was critical and I remember coming to the office at 5.36 in the morning and coughing up a thousand bucks of my own money to get it shipped that day, to get it on a plane within two hours and to that destination the same day. So that was a costly mistake that I made and I learned from it, that's for sure. Um, But over the years, we've managed these events through a mix of things like conference calls, uh, face-to-face meetings, spreadsheets and tools like Basecamp, which I love. But the one thing that we always fall back on, though, is the spreadsheet. Likewise, I know other people uh, who run very successful businesses and collaborate with large teams, and they use just a mix of Google Docs and Google Drive. Um, Others swear by Dropbox, and I've used Dropbox for years as well. Um, I mentioned Basecamp before, and the reason I'm a fan of Basecamp and have been for such a long time is because it combines tasks, scheduling, file storage, messaging, and live chat all in the one product. It's really simple and really easy to learn. 
Um, another option is Paymo, which I've started uh, testing recently and I'm loving it. It's kind of like a, a cheaper version of Trello or Asana. Um, and when I say cheaper, I mean less complex and easier to learn. Um, and for a freelancer or a team of a couple, I think Paymo is really, really good. Uh, another one is Monday, which uh, I've also used in the past. Uh, another thing I've started doing is recording short videos of my work to explain either how something works, like a website that I'm in the middle of building, or to illustrate concerns about a project, like something which was asked for that doesn't work right or whatever. Um, now, as a Mac user, I've used ScreenFlow for a while, and it really is brilliant. I, I first started using ScreenFlow as, um, as a video editing tool. Um, when I was searching for alternatives to uh, iMovie and Premiere Pro and Video Pro and one other that I can't think of that I was using. Um, I think Camtasia was another one. But I was frustrated with um, with the tools I was using. There always seemed to be something that just wasn't quite right with them. Um, a lot of them were super resource hungry and were just driving the cooling fans on my computer nuts. Uh, and then I found ScreenFlow, and it's been absolutely brilliant. It is just flawless the way it works, and it is an exceptional screen capture and video production tool. Very easy to use, um, so I'm using that quite a lot now. Another one that you might want to try is a product called Loom. Uh, bottom line is, when your boss can see what you're working on and how your projects are progressing, they're going to trust you more. So. My advice is don't hide behind your screen. Share what you're doing and make it easy for your boss to peek over your shoulder. And the last thing is to let your work speak for you. A lot of us creatives would love to abandon the first couple of suggestions and just rely on this alone. If we could avoid talking to anyone until our projects were finished, we'd be happier. After all, where's the surprise if everyone knows what you're up to before the baby's even delivered? Problem is, your boss hates surprises. If you want to surprise her, show her how much better your work is than your contemporaries. Add something extra to everything you do. You know, something like a bit more research or a nicer layout, a couple of extra design options. You know, go the extra mile. After a while, you might find that your work, if it's of a high standard, will loosen the reins a bit and your employer will be less concerned about where, when or how you work because the work will speak for itself. As Seth Godin says, make things better by making better things. I recently finished a project for a multi-billion dollar company and I did most of it in the evenings and on the weekends and despite multiple observers of this work as it was progressing from the president down, I was basically left alone to do the work. What I did was I built it up to a certain point, probably about a third of the project, and then I gave uh, secure access to the president and the global marketing manager and a couple of others to just have a look over my shoulder at what I'd built so far. The great thing was, once they saw it, they said, okay, just let's all leave him alone and let him finish, which was brilliant. And the reason that happened is because I'd just recently completed a similar project for one of their local licensees, and they'd seen that. So my work spoke for itself. The bottom line is, your greatest advocate is always going to be your work. More than ever, these days, people aren't saying, tell me how you'll do this. They're saying, show me what you've done. Anyway, that's it for me for this week. Thanks for hanging out with me again. If you want to read the blog post that goes along with this episode, just go over to officeanywhere.co slash 67, and that'll take you straight to this blog post. 
Otherwise, just go to officeanywhere.co, scroll down near the bottom, and you'll see all the latest um, blog posts there. What I'm doing at the moment, because I've just relaunched the podcast, is I'm alternating between doing episodes on earlier blog posts, so you won't find those on the homepage because only the most recent ones are there. And then each alternate week, I do an episode on the most recent um, blog post, which is what this one is. And that's my phone going bing in the background to tell me to go and pick up my son from school soon, which is nice because it's only five minutes from here and I walk there. Um, so anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, have a great week and here's to living and working on your terms. I'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.